it's so easy to go down that road of like, oh, the mass amount of people do this and they believe this. Therefore, I should be in that pool and I should do what they're doing. But in reality, you have to find what your unique inspiration is because that's the reason you're on this earth. That's what I believe. That's the reason. You've got to find your individual light that's meant to shine to the world. Welcome to A Way of Thinking. I'm your host, Jessica Huang. This podcast is a place of exploration to learn and grow from each other on the journey to becoming our best selves. Let's get to today's show. Our guest today is Eric Ferguson. Eric is a former athlete turned personal coach. He is an enthusiastic world traveler and hosts the Full Potential Living podcast. He is based in Denver, Colorado. So welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you so much, Jessica. I'm so excited to connect with you today. This is awesome. Yeah, so excited too. So Eric and I met basically through Lifebook. So Lifebook is a program through Mind Valley, And we both went through the program and we're both part of the Lifebook community. So we met through one of the calls that they had. And I'm so glad we connected. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an amazing community to meet like-minded people and people that are into you know what, what we're into. So I think we've had a couple video calls, you living in New York, me and in Denver, but it's been, yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we start by talking a little bit more about Lifebook? So can you talk a little bit about what Lifebook is and how you actually came to joining the Lifebook program? Yeah, that's quite an interesting story. First of all, Lifebook, what it is, the way that I would put it is, I mean, it's an online community where you're developing together with like-minded people. You're developing your ultimate life, like your life vision, we call it. And not only just writing out goals of like, oh, I want to do this. I want to accomplish these goals, but we're figuring out, you know, why do you want these goals? We're figuring out what's your purpose. We're figuring out how do you actually get to these goals, right? Are these goals coming from you internally or are they coming from society, right? Because we know that we're most fulfilled when we go after things that come directly from us and not just from what maybe your parents think or your friends think or the society thinks they come from an inspiration inside of you. So I think Lifebook really helps us. It's a framework for us to dive into ourselves and figure out, you know what, what do I really want out of this life? You know, what I really want, not just in my career or financial life, but what do I want in, you know, my emotional life? How do I want to feel on a day-to-day basis? What do I want in my intellectual life? What do I want to read? What am I excited by? What podcast do I want to listen to? You know, what do I want in my love life? What do I want in my social life? Fulfillment is not about having a respected career and having a lot of money. Those can be two parts of living a fulfilled life if you choose. But 
they certainly don't make up a full potential life, a full life, so a fulfilled life. So I think Lifebook really helps us make sure we're covering all our bases in life so that we're living really our most fulfilled and our best life. And we're all doing that together. The second part that you asked, I would say is how I found it was, I was, it's actually kind of a funny story because I was, I guess I was in the middle of a transition out of what I was doing in the past of coaching athletes. And I was really burned out of sports and I knew there's a lot more for me, but I didn't really know what was the next step and kind of just asked the universe. But what happened was one night I was just staying up late and watching some videos on YouTube. There was actually an advertisement, which 99% of the time I do not watch. I put my head down. I'm not watching this advertisement or I skip it as fast as possible. But for whatever reason, this one really came to me and it, it really struck me. I watched the whole five minute advertisement. And I was like, what is this lifebook thing? And they had a free masterclass and this is midnight. I end up watching the free masterclass for two hours. I was getting chills. I was like, wow, this is it. What is this thing? After two hours, I was like, it led me to, you know, $500 and you can start on your lifebook journey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, am I crazy for starting that? Am I like 2 a.m.? Am I just like really tired? Like, am I really going to go into this? And I was like, you know, something just told me like, no, this is like, do it. And I can say that the last, you know, two years since I've done that have been radically different in changing my life and getting in tune with my next vision and where I want to go with my life. So that's kind of how it happened, how it began. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. I feel like that's the magic of Lifebook, right? Is it kind of comes to you when you need it. Mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that feeling. So that's awesome. What have been the biggest takeaways that you've found from doing Lifebook? And oh, I do want to caveat with saying that Lifebook, the main program starts with this idea of like, there's 12 categories of your life. And the initial program is going through each of the categories and clarifying what your vision is for that category to what Eric was saying. So yeah. And just that idea of like saying like, here's all these different pieces of the puzzle that really make up what your life is. And it's not to your point, just about career and finance, which is always the thing that we're thinking about. But it's like, what do you really want in all these other areas of your life? So I love how you talked about that. Yeah. So what have been the really like key takeaways or what came about in your life kind of right after you did Lifebook? I would say it's a lot. Uh, I would say there's a big transformation just in where I'm going with my life now, I think. And that's in every area. So I'm very clear in my mind about what I want to do and with my career. And I can say this has been one of the best years of my life because I deliberately knew what I wanted and I've gone after it. And, you know, that means, you know, financially, this is one of the best years of my life career-wise starting this coaching now, this podcast. So I can say, I mean, I have a vision of what my next big dream is and of speaking on stages in front of thousands of people, and this podcast reaching millions of people and 
writing books and all that. And I can say that came from the root of sitting down with myself and going, okay, going through this life book methodology and figuring out what was next. So if I went back like two years ago, where I was compared to where I'm at now, I mean, it's really unfathomable to think about how far I've come in terms of just like consciousness and my mindset and what I want to do with the rest of my life. So, you know, we could dive into each category and kind of see the progress, but I would say career, finance, relationships, love life, emotional life, intellectual, like have all, they've all risen up. So it's pretty amazing. Amazing. I'd love for you to kind of like paint us a picture. Like what was Eric pre-life book like, or like, what has your journey been like before that? Yeah, I think like I've always been a kind of someone who's exploring and somebody who's open to growing. But I would say that I was just in a place of like, I haven't been in this place a lot in my life, but at that time I was in a place of like lack of fulfillment. And I was like, what is going on? Like at the time I was working for somebody else and I was training athletes. And to me, it was like the coaching part fit who I am, but it was like the people that I was around and what kind of coaching I was doing didn't fulfill me. And so every day I was going in and I was working and it was a good job, but I just knew like there was one night in particular where I was running a camp in this indoor facility and I was training these four softball girls and they were there to get better and they're dedicated and all that. I was just sitting there like this can't be my full potential. Like that's one way to say it. Like this can't be who Eric is supposed to be. Like I'm so much bigger and broader than this. That it was like, I was sitting here flipping these softballs to girls and giving them technique, giving them exercises to get better, hitting drills. And I just had a feeling that sat with me and I was like, this is not me. This is not who I am. So I think it's those moments in life where for me, it's like you hit like a, it wasn't like a rock bottom that people talk about, but it was a point where it was like, nope, this is not it for me. I was like, I've got to change. And I actually had a night of like epiphany where the guy who I was working for actually kind of looked up to him at the time as far as like how successful he was, but Mm -hmm. I didn't look up to him in all the other ways. Like he wasn't necessarily a kind person, a conscious person. He was just like really successful when he had this massive house that I worked out of. But I had this evening where I just, after I finished, I used to finish at like nine or 10 PM. And I was like, I'm not going home. I got to figure out what's going on with me. And I just had this night of driving off into the city. And I ended up stopping at this like community place that's open until like 2 a.m., And you can go in there and work and study, or there's like, also it's like a food hall and there's like bars. So it's a very interesting type of place, but I was just walking through and I was like, it's just like this kind of spiritual epiphany that was just like, I am doing the wrong thing and it's time to change. And I just asked the universe. I was like, I literally asked for a mentor. 
I remember I was sitting there on this couch, ended up like falling asleep because I was so stressed out. And I was like, what is going on with my life? Kind of deal. It was like semi rock bottom, but it wasn't for very long. Anyway, I asked for a mentor. That was my main thing. I said, universe, like this guy really isn't who I want to become. And I really just need a mentor out there. And, you know, it's probably like two weeks later, three, maybe a month later, I came across John Butcher and I was like, oh my God, it's like a feeling in your body. You're just like, your soul is like, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like a F yes, like, fuck yes. And I was just listening to him speak and learning about life book. And I was like, this dude is like my mentor. This is who I want to be. So I literally asked for it. Boom, it showed up. I needed it. I really did. And it showed up. So that was kind of the darkness that I went into. And then finding Lifebook and a mentor like John Butcher as a really strong man that I could look up to and follow kind of, you know, a lot of his methodologies in order to live my best life. So that was amazing. I seriously got chills. <laughs> literally got like chills as you were talking there when you're talking about that idea of like that moment of saying like I'm not living to my full potential I was like oh like I felt that I think because I can deeply relate to that same feeling and I mean maybe that's why we're having this conversation because we can relate to each other so much <laughs> yes. and that's how we ended up in life book 100%. but damn I was like that really gave me chills and I loved when you were like, well, it was a good job, quote unquote. Like, that's the thing, right? Is that idea where it's like, well, I'm told that this is what I'm supposed to want and it looks good on right. paper, but it's just not feeling right inside. Right. Yes, 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 is what I can say to that one. I loved everything you just said. So I'd love to go into a little bit about your podcast. So your podcast is the. Full Potential Living Podcast. Love the title. Tell me about how that came into being. Like, What inspired you? I know obviously Lifebook was a big part of that, but what has that journey been like to you and what has been kind of the driving force behind your podcast? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It came out of Lifebook. So honestly, it didn't have like the grand vision right away. It was like, I was doing it because I wanted to be a lifebook leader. And I wanted to take people through the process of lifebook. So the first couple, if you go back and listen, are like all about your life vision and then how to, it's really the first two, and then implementing that in taking action. So it was like, started from that. And then I realized like, wow, this is really fun. Not only that, I noticed it's like a natural skill for me. And I was like, wow, there's something to this. And as I started to continue with it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, once a month, I'm going to record a podcast. I figured out how to edit. You know, I figured out how to find, which I know you've done as well, figured out how to put it on your Instagram, all these technological things that you're figuring out yourself when you're starting out. But people just come to me is the wild part. Like, that's how you know you're kind of doing the right thing when things just come to you naturally. You know, I don't necessarily go out and look for people that I'm going to do a podcast with right now, but they just naturally come into my life. So 
it's now developed into something that is really just all about living in your full potential, just what it says. And that can mean anything to the individual. So for me, it's not necessarily about being something that I'm not. They're always striving for this thing up here. To me, that's the ego that is the trap. For me, it's more about uncovering more of who I am and becoming the person that I'm meant to be on this earth. So for me, all potential is that. It's uncovering my joy, a love, excitement, peace. It's uncovering my elevated higher conscious self to be that person on earth, both for my fulfillment and to make this world a better place, because that's something I've always wanted as a kid. I always wanted to make the world a better place. I always used to say that. I didn't really know. Change the world is what I always used to Mm. say. I'm going to change the world. I changed the world. I didn't know how. I didn't know what I was doing, but really that's what full potential is for me. And it's uncovering my greatest self. And that's true, I believe, for everybody. It doesn't mean that you have to go be a millionaire. It doesn't mean that you go have to have a respected career. It doesn't mean that you have to have money in the bank or the best love partner ever, or doesn't mean anything out there. It means whatever speaks to yourself on the inside, whatever lights you up, makes you say, fuck yes, I want to do that. Like, Think back to a moment in your life when you're like, I'm down. I want to do that. When, when your friend asked you like, hey, would you want to come with me and do this? And you're like, yes, I'm so down. That's the feeling. Yeah. That's the feeling. You know, follow that. So that's kind of what full potential living means to me. And I just want to spread that vibe and let other people uncover their best selves. I love it. I love it. I love that feeling, right? It's your gut talking or like, it's something even, I don't know if you define it as your gut, but it's yeah. that like otherworldly feeling of like, yes, abso-freaking-lutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, like I mentioned, it's that feeling. And for me, it's like, you can see it in your body. Like my eyes will light up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It's a feeling in your gut, in your heart. You're like, it's an emotion. It's a higher vibrational emotion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can totally relate because it's true. I feel like following that notion and that guide, like that's where the magic happens, right? Like that's where yes. the right things come into your life and it just blossoms, frankly. But I 100%. love what you said about how it's like, it's individual, right? Like, what works for me is not going to necessarily work for you, right? And I love that idea where it's like, we're all pursuing what that means for us. What is my full potential, not what is someone else's full potential? Exactly. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. We're just trained to follow what our teachers, what our parents, what our coaches say throughout our childhood and what society tells us we need through advertisements who's respected in society. You're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're respected. Like it's so easy to go down that road of like, Oh, the mass amount of people do this and they believe this. Therefore I should be in that pool 
and I should do what they're doing. But in reality, you have to find what your unique inspiration is because that's the reason you're on this earth. That's what I believe. That's the reason. You've got to find your individual light that's meant to shine to the world because otherwise you're just going down a path of what other people want you to do. And they don't know who you are deep inside. You don't know who you are deep inside until you discover it, until you uncover it. And that's the kind of trick about being human is that the gift is not out there. The gift, the light is inside of us. It's like this treasure that we're all going out to look for. Where is this happiness? Where is this fulfillment? Oh, it's in this relationship. It's in this money. It's in this fame. It's in this. It's in that. No, it's not anywhere out there. It's in you. It's in you. It's in your joy. It's in your uncovering your purpose. So that goes back thousands of years. What you know, religions and spirituality and things have taught us. So yeah, it's not out there. It's in here. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I feel like that is the journey in essence, right? Is that we're all kind of seeking and searching and looking for this joy that actually is right there with us this whole time. And it's just (laughs) uncovering it for ourselves. It's so wild to me, that whole experience, right? Where you're like, wait a second, it's right here. I've had it all along. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? (laughs) Right, right. That is wild. That's going towards enlightenment, you know. Going inwards is going towards enlightening yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So I know you want to talk a little bit about this whole like world travel thing. So you know, you're a big traveler. Tell me more about how that really factors in to being living into your full potential. Yeah, I would just say early in my 20s, I started to travel around the world. I know you've traveled as well, but I would just like emphasize the importance of seeing how other cultures live, seeing how other people live, seeing how they think, what's their lifestyle. Because when you're living in a place like the United States, yes, I've been almost every pocket in the United States as well, but it's still all one, you know, there's little minor differences in these places, but it's still all around the same ideals and society. So for me, it just broadens your perspective on who you are. like. For example, when I went out of the States and my, actually my older brother inspired me to go and do this because he traveled so much throughout his twenties. So when I went across, even just starting in going to Europe, you just start to look at the United States from the outside. Mm -hmm. It's the first time you go, oh, I'm part of that society. I'm part of those people. What do they look like from the outside? Oh, wow. You know? A lot of people are obese, you know, talking about the negative sides, you know, you start to see the things that are negative about what we do in the United States too, you know, and, you know, you go, wow, what we have some major issues. So it's like the first time you can get outside of yourself and go, wow, we definitely have some issues and we're living this lifestyle that's just 
a lot of people in the society are living this lifestyle that's not fulfilling. It's not really getting them anywhere. What, why are they wasting their life, etc.? That's the first thing is it gets you out and you look back. It's almost like you're just looking at yourself from an outside perspective. Like, oh, geez, I didn't even know I acted like that. I didn't even know that's the type of person I was. Because now you're seeing it from their perspective. So giving you multiple perspectives allows you to see who you are, both the things that aren't great and the things that you know you love. So I think that's just in essence, what traveling does first part. And then the second part would just be, okay, now how do other cultures live? They don't need millions and billions of dollars and they don't need to, you know, work 80 hours a week and then never see their kids or see their parents or see their family. Like they've got roots. They know, you know, what things are important in life and they're not just trying to become the most famous thing just to become the most famous thing. You know, there's just differences that give you perspective on who you are and what United States is and what your culture is and what your friends do, what your relationships have been. So I would just say, yeah, the biggest thing is perspective on the society and who you are and then perspective on, oh, people actually live a lot differently in other places. So just it broadens you so you can do more with your life. So you can kind of uncover more of yourself, I would say. Yeah. I mean, as a fellow world traveler, I definitely agree. And yeah, I love traveling because yeah, it shows you that perspective of like, oh, not everyone lives in the way that I've lived my whole life. Right. Because otherwise (laughs) you're in this box saying like, oh, everyone just lives this way. And that is the way. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that does so much for you. Mm. So much. You start to look at like, why would I follow what this group does in America? Like what, you know, the United States, why would I follow that? That's silly. I really like what they do in Nepal. They're really kind hearted people. I really like what they do. And I like this part of India. I like, you know, what they do in India. I like this part of Nepal. I like I really love what the Brits do when they do this, you know? So you're picking out the things you like, disregarding the things you don't like. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's that perspective is just massive. And yeah, it's true. That kind of like, you get to like pick and choose what resonates with me. What is the way that I want to live? Do I want to be more like that? Yeah, so. Exactly. It's true. It's funny because it's almost like, you know, the journey is so much your journey, right? This individual journey. But there's something to also be said of this like collective of like all these different places and like understanding others, right? And it's giving you that chance to really like see yourself reflected in other people and see how they're doing things and what you want to take into your world. So I love that. I love that. Well, I'm curious if there's anything else you want to talk about around full potential. I feel like there's definitely more to be said. Like, (laughs) You want to talk more about like your vision or like what that has really been unlocking for you or just what else is there that you want to share in that space? Yeah, I would say as I am coaching and starting my coaching journey, personal coaching, I would say coming up with a methodology of really just looking back at what I've done and what's worked for me and what's really put me in like this. I feel like I've lived such an incredible life already. 
I mean, there's times in my, when I got back last year and I just looked at like the things I've done already, 28 years, just like, man, this has already been such an incredible life. Like, of course, it's not perfect. You go back, you see the tough times, the trauma, you know, there's always looking at that too. I'm not negating that, but overall in general, I'm like, there's some kind of gift here that I need to share with others because I believe that success or fulfillment is about what is your like emotional state most of the time? You know, that's a part of it. Like, how do you feel about your life? Again, it's not career and finance. I'm this respected person. I believe success is like who experiences the least amount of suffering, who experiences the least amount of suffering and who's in their natural state of joy and love most of the time. That's who I look at now as my perspective has shifted. That's what I look at now as being successful, you know, is like who experiences like you can call that enlightenment or whatever. So for me, I've started to unpack the things that have allowed me to have that natural kind of talent, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, this experience I've had in life so far. And I started to look at what are kind of some of the principles or the things I've done that allow me to do that. And it started by always following my inspiration. Mm. And that's where it really starts. And it starts with, like I've mentioned a couple of times already, that kind of fuck yes, like I am down, let's do this. That's the way I've felt about going to Nepal, going to Africa, going to India, going to many countries in Europe, South America a little bit, Brazil, Jamaica as well, Caribbean. I would say it starts with that F yes. Like, yeah. It starts with the inspiration. We're in spirit is what inspiration mm-hmm. is. The in spirit starts with that. And then what happens next is when you follow that, you naturally find a purpose. You find your purpose. You're following the inspiration, the in spirit. You find your purpose and you're like, oh, that's what I'm here for. For me, I went to Nepal for the first time. I did a meditation course and I, studied Buddhism a little bit. And I was like, oh, I might be a bodhisattva. I think I'm here for the happiness of all the beings. Mm. Like, I think that's what I'm here for. That's after I came back to the States and I was writing. I was like, wow, what did I just go through? Oh my gosh. It's like this epiphany thing. It's because I followed my inspiration and then I found this purpose. And so that's kind of an underlying thing that is at the base of what I do is I live for the happiness of all the beings. I'm here to make the world a better place. So I have inspiration, purpose, and then I believe building a powerful mindset. I believe your mindset has to be in a powerful place in your everyday. And that comes from just doing your inspiration too. It naturally happens, but focusing on what you want and not what you don't want, you know, letting go of anxiety and realizing that everybody's got issues Everybody's not perfect. Everybody feels self-conscious sometimes. Everybody's not always the best. Everybody's got problems and that's okay. And that's part of accepting that is part of a powerful mindset and then focusing on, okay, what do I want in my life? What do I want to focus on? 
being disciplined, I would say is part of a powerful mindset. So building that powerful mindset. And then I would say a continuous journey of learning and growing. So personal development, that could mean a book, that could mean an audiobook, podcast, that could just mean, hey, I'm going to go talk to somebody at a coffee shop today because I want to learn how to you know, speak to strangers. I want to feel comfortable about talking to anybody. That could be, oh, I want to speak on a stage because this is going to help me get over my fear, right? Mm. Personal development and growing yourself. And I believe what comes from all of that is a fulfilled life of living in your divine purpose. You're living in your heart chakra. You're living in this energy of love, which is what we're all made of at our core. Beyond what we see on the surface, that's what we're made of. So I believe that methodology leads to really living in your full potential. Wow. Just wow. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love all that. I have not been to Nepal. I will definitely need to go there, it sounds like, after what you just said. But I can definitely relate to that feeling of like, I really want to be doing things for the betterment of everyone of the world, right? And it's funny because I think when most people hear that, it sounds so like grandiose and large. But like when you're in it, it's like, well, as many people as I can touch, that's what matters, right? Like it's not a numbers game. It's not literal. Right. Absolutely. It's unique to you. And that can be like, for example, I went to a concert last weekend at Red Rocks and there's still this like, there's this culture, even at a concert now where people stay in their little bubble and they don't talk to people. They're at the same concert that like the same music that are right around them. Like I'm the guy, I'm going to go in, go throughout the crowd meet people, dance with them, get them to lift up their vibe, talk with them. Oh, what's going on with your life? And then go, you know, talk to more people. So it can be something so simple like that. That's changing the world. That's getting people out of their bubble. When you're dancing authentically and you don't give an F and they're like, oh, I can do that too. Oh, I can just be my full self, whatever. I can just let go. That's powerful. That's changing the world. That's just doing one person. That's changing the world. If you do that your whole life, that's, you know, millions of people. So it adds up naturally, but it can be little things. It can be literally, you know, you probably can be a cheesy thing that you hear like smile at a stranger, but it's true. Like when I see somebody smile at me, I'm like, wow, thank you. You usually just walk by. Thank you so much. I'm like, I feel good. I must be looking good today. You know, something's going on. That little thing just changed the world. That just changed somebody's perspective. Now, what are they going to do when they go meet the next person? Well, they're going to be in this happy place. Mm. It's that pass it on kind of thing. So, changing the world doesn't have to be this big. I happen to want to make it really big and massive. Oh, yeah. That's part of my inspiration. I'm with you there. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like you're the same. But, it doesn't have to be for anybody. It can just be like lifting up your mom, you know, loving your kids, you know, anything. It yeah. can be very small, which leads to a big. I love it. I think of it as like a ripple effect, right? Like you start this exactly. little ripple and you don't know how far it spreads, but you know it's good, right? Like you see the impact in just these little moments. And I love that. And yeah, I want to go to a concert with you and watch you in motion slash like, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, I want to yes. try and do this too. <laughs> 
total freedom. Yeah. I can't be embarrassed. I just go. <laughs> I love that though. Maybe you will feel embarrassed as possible. Nah, nah. But I'm all for it. <laughs> no, it's I was fun. It's just authenticity, <laughs> you know? It's what we did as kids. Mm-hmm. What do we do? What do you watch a little year old do? They just move around. They don't care what people think. They're just their body wants to move. That's part of being human. So for me, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna tap into that. My body wants to do this. My body wants to do that. I literally do not care what anybody thinks because I know this is the most fun for me being authentic. So, and I hoped that other people find it. No, I love that so much. And I feel like it's leading by example and giving people permission to do whatever they want to do. Right. And whatever that means to them. And I love that. Yes. It's like unlocking the door. Yes. Like literally this last weekend, I could tell these people were like, there's a guy standing in front of me and I'm just doing my thing. And he looks up at me and he's like, this guy gets it. He's like, this guy gets it. He's like, yeah, let's all jump and dance. And for me, that's the most amazing thing. I also danced with this random woman and I walked up and you were just having a good time and chatting and whatever. And all of a sudden she just like, broke loose and we're talking about her life and she's making this transition into a new bartending job and she's really loving it and she's moving into Denver. And then I say, you know, bless you, have a great life and then go to the next person. But it's like that just unlocks a key that everybody has that they're like, oh, I have to be this thing. I have to be in this freezer. I have to be in this box. And what I like to do and what I believe is amazing is unlock that BS. You're so much more than that little box you're being in. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said there of giving permission. Like That's an excellent way to put it. That's exactly what you're doing is giving people permission to be authentic. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's true divine love. Absolutely. It's modeling that behavior for other people because, yeah, we live in a lot of fear, right? That fear of judgment, that fear of like, oh, no, everyone's going to be looking at me or thinking certain things. And it's like, no, like, just let yourself be like, yeah, it's that freedom. I feel like that word like sits with me a lot recently. It's just like Mm. full freedom to just express Mm. yourself. And that's what's Mm -hmm. ringing through as you're saying that. Mm hmm. I feel like dancing is one of those practices that Mm. it's all about just being confident and being authentic. That's all it is. Like if you're doing a specific dance, a salsa or tango, yeah, you got to learn the steps and all that. But if you're just dancing, like it's honestly a great teacher because it teaches you to just learn how to get out of your head and get into your body. Your body knows what it wants to do. It knows how to dance. It knows how to move, whether how weird you think it is, who cares? So I think it's such a good practice, literally dancing, to get out of your head, get into your body and let it do its thing. And that naturally builds confidence and builds authenticity. We need more of that. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's like, yeah, it's like pure joy, right? And I have to share yeah. a little story, which is that right before, well, you're part of the story, is that right before we started this <laughs> podcast, 
Eric and I were having like a really big laugh because we both decided he had a pumpkin sitting behind him. And I was like, I have a pumpkin, so I'm going to stick my pumpkin behind me, too. And I wish you guys could see this. Then we proceeded to just laugh for like five or 10 minutes. And then we're like trying to start the podcast, but couldn't stop laughing. And I just loved it because it was just like full on joy, full on just like... (laughs) Dying laughing. Yeah. yeah, just being really freaking silly. Like, right. I'm laughing right now over the fact that my pumpkin is just <laughs> sitting over my shoulder right now. But... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a precarious pumpkin, like you said. Yeah. precarious. Yeah, yours is really living on the edge over there. My, <laughs> mine is pretty sturdy. That's how I do it. <laughs> That's how I do it. Live on the edge. <laughs> the there you way go. To live. That's a methodology that I... It's a pumpkin methodology. Yeah. So we're calling this our pumpkin jam. We were having a pumpkin jam yes. before this. I want everyone to have their own little pumpkin jam. I want them to just enjoy their life and laugh and just like <laughs> let loose, yeah. you know? Seriously. That's, that's such a good point. That's literally a healing thing. Like we were talking yeah. about too. It's like, it's just laugh. That's part of letting go too. That's part of just being authentic and being confident, being real. It's just like laugh at yourself. Like don't take everything so seriously. You know, there's monks and gurus that are always like, like Sadhguru. That dude's hilarious, but he's so much wisdom that he's always expressing, but he's also laughing. Like this is also, you know, game that we're playing here. We don't have to take it so seriously. He's always joking around giving his incredible speeches about different parts of life. So that's a healing thing and it's authentic thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's such an important part of the journey, right? We're not meant to be super serious and like ultra disciplined and we can't enjoy anything. It's like, I think it's both like we need the discipline. We need to be moving towards something, but we also get to like laugh and enjoy it. And <laughs> and I love what you said, like being able to laugh at yourself. That's super important. Don't be yeah. so serious about yourself. It's all good. <laughs> I would say that's something I had a hard time with mm. for a while. It's something I still work on from time to time. And it's like, I was serious about being a pro athlete really serious about my craft. I guess it comes from a place of wanting to be respected mm. and possibly being hurt in the past, which made you feel disrespected mm. and therefore you're seeking respect. I can say I struggled with that throughout my life, you know, throughout my twenties and my teens and stuff like that, because I always wanted to be respected. Like, no, you're going to respect me. And that can be like from our society masculine kind of thing too. Mm. But I've noticed that as an internal habit of me and of myself, my personality. And now I'm just literally working on laughing at myself and letting, you know, as long as obviously they're not, you know, making fun of you. But if your friend is like joking about something that you did, I'm like, it's okay. Maybe I do suck at that. That's okay. Maybe I do suck at this thing. That's kind of funny. I'm really bad at that. You know, (laughs) that's actually really funny. Right. You know, I could be talented at this thing and these things. This I really suck at. You know, like (laughs) that's kind of funny. And it's okay to not be right. Laughter is saying that, hey, it's okay to not be good at that. You're not meant to be good at every single thing. You're a human. Uh, You're imperfect. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. It's true. We're so striving for like this perfectionism, right? Like this perfect image of ourselves. And it's sometimes we got to just break that down and be like, guess what? I'm not good at this. Like I'm terrible at it. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm good at this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm good at this though. Yeah. We all have that. Yeah. Right. It's part of being human. Yes. Accepting all of it. Absolutely. Okay. So I feel like we should start wrapping up, but first I want to ask you, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't covered off on already? No, I think we've covered a lot of awesome points already. I would just say like what I was talking about earlier is the inspiration and the purpose is so important to find in life. And that that's what, to put it very simply, what leads you to a full life, a life that you're like, you know what? On my podcast, I always ask at the end, which you're going to experience. <laughs> I always ask at the end, fast forward to the end of your life, lying on your deathbed. And you're like, you know what? I'm okay. It's okay to go die. I'm cool with it because my life was so fulfilling because I did this thing. I went after what I was inspired by. I made the world a better place, you know. I did these goals, I did these things, et cetera. And it's okay to go into the next realm because I did everything I was here to do. And I think if you can reverse engineer your life and go, what do I want to feel? What do I want to look back on when I'm about to die? Mm. We, you know, we're going to know you usually, <laughs> I guess sometimes something happens and if you're dying from old age, you're living that life. Even if you died before that, if you did look back, you could go, that was an awesome life. I'm so glad I did that. There was nothing I would have changed. Yes, I made mistakes. Yes, I failed. Yes, I you know, did wrong things. That's part of being human though. But what I did was I always went after what I was inspired by. I did these goals. I did these dreams. So yeah, I would just say that's something so important. Reverse engineer it. How do you want to look back? Oh, wow. Now I'm okay to die because that was awesome. Yeah. Moving past like those regrets that we would feel and just having that feeling right. of like, I did all I could. Yeah, I love right. that. All right. So moving into your final questions. So the first question is, how would you describe your current relationship to yourself? Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) The current relationship with myself, I would say it comes from love. I would say it's learning to be accepting of every part of myself. I would say it's mostly joyful. I would say, like, I'm a coach. So where did that come from? I've been coaching myself through things, through hard times, through stuff that happens. So I would say it's, you know, having that adult self and being that coach to me. Yeah. Relationship with myself. It's a continuous evolving process. I mean, it's always growing and uncovering, I guess, more of yourself, more of your divine self. That's what I would say about, at least at this moment in time, what I would say about my relationship with myself. I love that imagery that you always saying, like that uncovering. Like, I think that's beautiful. 
Yeah, plus the motion of it. I need the like full on. Yes, it's <laughs> it really is. Like I feel that my heart's coming out. It's just mm. like yes, yes, this is me. <laughs> I love it. Okay, next question <laughs> is: What is something that you are currently working on? And that could be up here or out in the world, whichever or both. Currently working on. Yeah, I would say. There's multiple projects. I would say building my coaching practice. I would say as my job kind of fizzles out a little bit in the winter time, picks back up in the fall, it's a unique job. But as it fizzles out and picks back up, I now have time to build my coaching. In essence, that's building my brand of what I want to give out to the world. And that's through my podcast. That's through developing a video podcast. That's through getting my one-on-one clients, getting that rolling more and writing possibly my first chapter to become an author. And the fourth thing is getting on stages Mm. and getting in front of people. So actually building a Mind Valley community here in Denver. Mm. I just met with somebody yesterday who's also in Mind Valley. We're coming up with our first event. So one of my, also my goals, my projects in the fall and the winter is to start building a community, a local community of like-minded people. That's a deep passion and kind of a longing for me, to be honest, of coming from 2020 and COVID and changing locations. And I want to build community. We're all lonely. Let's get together. Like, Let's have, (laughs) you know, so I think that's something I'm focused on. I'm working on as well. Amazing. I'm with you on that whole community bit. It's true. We've all been so isolated and lonely for so long. It's time to just come together (laughs) and just enjoy life together. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. All right. So next question is, what do you consider most valuable to you right now? Most valuable. Hmm. I would say like the two things that just popped up immediately. Most of the time, my mind's in a good place. So I would say not always, but most of the time it is. I would say my mindset and my joy Mm. are the most valuable, which I feel that here. My mindset and my joy are the most valuable. I love that. Amazing. What is the best lesson that you've learned recently? Oh, actually, I geeked myself out the other day. I would say I was looking back, I was deeply in my head about things that were going on in my life. Mm. And I thought it was some kind of entity that was here. Mm. And I realized that this issue that I was having for a good week, week and a half was all in my head. It was all in my head. And what I realized was I was creating my own suffering and being scared that there's some entity here when really in reality, and my friends helped me with this and talking to people and stuff, just realized that it was all in my head the whole time. And that's something that I overcame as of late, a lesson learned that we really create our own suffering and we can create whatever we want. It's always easy to fall into a 
our default mindset is like, you know, suffering. It's like, oh, this isn't good enough. This is terrible. That's the easy way to do things. But it takes discipline and it's harder. Like, nope, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to put my mind in a good place today. I'm going to put in the work, whatever the work is for you. I'm going to put in the work and make sure my mind's in a good place. I choose to have a good, firm, powerful, positive mindset. I choose to have a good. I get to choose this because I am a creator. I'm a co-creator. So I would say that was one of the biggest challenges I overcame lately. That is very interesting. I am a little curious, like what made you believe that there was this entity there? What was that feeling that started it? You know, I've had these experiences before, once or twice. It just felt like there was something in my apartment and I didn't really understand it. Mm. Before I've like literally like shooed something out my door and shut the door, locked the door. This time I tried that. And I got like absolutely terrified. I felt like there was something there. Mm. I literally, it was like an absolute terror. Like I grabbed my stuff. I grabbed my keys, went out the door. I called my friend. I was like, yo, I have to come over. Freaked out. I don't know what just happened. I was wild, crazy. But I really think that's like knowing myself and being like an Enneagram 7, which is the enthusiast. Mm-hmm. It's really just not looking at the dark side of myself. and It's avoiding the dark side of myself is what I've kind of realized what that is. And so for a week straight, I was like, I thought my apartment was haunted. Really? Yeah. That's like my nightmare, frankly. So I'm like, Ooh. (laughs) And I went to a long extent. I got some sage. I got some crystals. I went all in. My friend was here while I was doing this sage ceremony i have sage like right (laughs) over there you can't see it (laughs) yeah and you know i have spiritual friends that are like no that was definitely something Hmm. but i like very spiritual like christine is in my accountability group she's a spiritual champion for life book Hmm. and she was definitely like yeah there's something for me it's like that's no different than anxiety that's happening in my mind it's the same thing to me Hmm. whether you like Feel something or whether you like external or it's really an internal anxiety that's happening from a thought. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I pretty much just realized that it was all in my head and it wasn't actually there and I was creating it. And when I realized that, I relaxed. That was me the whole time. Kind of a, a crazy, weird story. No, it's super interesting. Well, I almost feel like I think a lot about like our vibration, which we had talked about a little bit before. And it almost seems like getting to the place where you're like, I am creating the world around me and I'm letting this out of it is almost like making it go away, whether or not it was a real thing. But it's almost like changing the environment, the vibration of the space and saying like, this isn't welcome here anymore. Right, right. And really... That's what I was saying is it's no different than like uh, anxiety or having some kind of like mental thing. It's the same thing. And so when I put myself in a good place, I'm like, oh, the things that I was hearing were like people upstairs and I was freaking out and thinking, oh my gosh, there was something over there. Mm. The thing I was hearing was like little sounds that when you're in a stressed state, 
Mm. You hear these, like when you're in a scared place, like if you're out in the wilderness and it's dark, you're like, what was that? What was that? That's like what I was doing in my apartment. And I was like, wait a second. I was logically going, wait, that's my desk making that sound. That was somebody upstairs that, that was my fridge just making an icicle go down. And I was like, oh, okay. These are just sounds of the apartment. Why am I freaking myself out? That doesn't exist. And so, yeah, that's how I kind of came out of this silly like trance that was happening that I was creating and realized it was never there. That's super interesting. But yeah, it's yeah. true. It's the idea where it's like, well, I get to choose and decide what is happening here, right? Right. I also believe I dove deeper into this. I also believe that we have this negative connotation about darkness. Mm. Like yes. It's a terrible thing. It's a bad thing. It's not really a bad thing. It's just a teacher. It's actually a really good thing, mm. right? The light and the dark are actually both there for a reason. It's not this terrible thing and this amazing thing. No, they're both there. Duality is here so that we understand ourselves. And so I don't look at like the devil, like it's a bad thing. I look at the devil, like it was a rebellious of the light in order to seek the light. It had to withdraw itself from the light in order to seek the light. So in fact, it's a rebel. It's something that's there for a reason. It's the yin yang. This is super deep stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, we're going there. I love it. (laughs) But this is super deep spiritual stuff. Yeah, in all, I don't see it as a bad thing anymore. I actually see it as part of me. And I see the light as part of me as well. And there's no difference. No difference. No, I love that. I love that. So my teacher, who's like an 83-year-old yoga guru, Dharma, He talks about how we're all demons, but some of us are good demons and some of us are bad demons until we reach (laughs) enlightenment. And so he's Mm. like, I just happen to be a better demon. (laughs) I'm like, I love that idea. Because it's true. We all have these like good and bad, positive, however you want to talk about it. But we all have these like the yin and the yang within us, right? Yeah. And it's like we move ourselves towards the light. It's also not pushing it away. Like what you were saying, that idea of like pushing something away, pushing away the bad parts of ourselves. And it's more about accepting all the aspects instead of saying like, this one's not good, categorizing them and saying like, I need to get rid of that. That's not okay. Right. Right? Because whatever you resist persists. Persists, Yes. It's so true. Whatever you resist internally is going to persist. So when you go, you know what? Do your thing, be your thing. I accept whatever. Yeah. And it just, it all goes away. It all goes away. So. Uh, surrender. I love it. Surrender, let go, trust. Yes. Okay. Last question is what is the number one skill that you believe everyone should work on? Ooh, number one skill self discovery. Mm. I would say self discovery. If you can, Build the skill of looking into yourself, discovering more of yourself. Everything comes from that. The Like we said, the treasure is inside. It's not outside. So self-discovery is when I look inside myself, everything good externally comes from doing that and following that inspiration that's within me. So I would say that's 
if you only could choose one skill, it'd be the skill of discovering yourself, you know, discovering my full potential self. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Eric. I am so happy that we did this. This has been absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And I can't wait to turn the tables and go on yours next. So yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this was a blast. And it's nice to be on the other end of answering the questions. And thank you so much for inviting me on. Like I said, this has been a blast. Amazing. Do you want to call out like how people can find you? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram, full underscore potential underscore living. You can just type that in on Instagram. You can find me there. That is a new Instagram channel handle that I'm developing. It's got a lot of inspiration on there. I would say you can find me. The podcast is the big thing that's blowing up right now. Again, the Full Potential Living podcast, you can find it on Apple. You can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, just about every platform where you get your podcasts. It's out there and it's really starting to take off now. I have a lot of people randomly that are like, wow, this podcast, you're so good at this. This is awesome. What's going on with this podcast? So I would say those are the two places you can find me. I'm also going to be expanding and growing beyond that moving forward. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, go check out Eric's podcast and Instagram. And once again, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for everyone who's listening. Yes. Reach your full potential, guys. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to A Way of Thinking. If you loved this episode, please hit the follow button and share this episode with your friends. I hope some of the beautiful wisdom shared today resonates with you and perhaps creates some change in your way of thinking. If you're looking for support in your journey, click on the link to my website to book a free self-love discovery session. Remember that I believe in you and I am so excited for the day that you believe in you too. Let's continue learning and growing together.